Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Come on, son. It's episode 40, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the extra inch. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> Hello, mate. I don't know where all my actual friends have gone on the podcast. We've been going here seven years, yep. and now I'm surrounded by people. Well, you are, buddy, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I'm but still my act- where are all the regular members of the Fighting Cock? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know what's up. Maybe I don't give a shit anymore. I feel like a regular member now. Oh, you are? Yeah, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Dan Kilpatrick, everybody. Hello. I've got Nathan from the Extra Inch. How's it going, mate? And Buddy, who sort of transcends. Transcends, exactly. Yeah, both of them. Um, and, and Windy will be here later, because you could record another episode of the, the Extra Inch with Jack Pitbrook. Yep. Daniel Patrick, and you two. 
And you, you were quite keen on Thursday to say that I wasn't the first person to do two guest appearances in one week, but you've now got to admit <laughs> that I'm the first to do three in a week. Yeah, out of the guests, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you are, no, yeah. Why is it so important? <laughs> yeah, once you have a little bit of I mean, you're definitely you, the first I, to do Everyone I comes was, back for more. I was still a guest when I did Extra Inch and Normal Fine Cock in a week, so there you go, mate. <laughs> three times. You sort that out together. Uh, you said that afterwards. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I would say that you're the first guest to do two in a night because it's the first time we've ever done it. So, there okay. You there you go. Again, not true. <laughs> Is that not true? That, no, no, again, I did, I did that. You did that too? Yeah. I mean, he's got us here. Isn't I mean, he? I don't know what else three in a week. Three in a week. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, yeah, let's okay, leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Um, so, big news the Fighting Cock, uh, uh, we've kind of mooted it a couple of times, but we've actually got a date settled down. Paul Robinson, the Fighting Cock. Uh, it's in association with Fans Bet. It's on the 26th of February at Waterloo. And we're also, on that evening, going to be watching the Palace game together. It'll be great. The fighting Cock, Paul Robinson, right. loads of Spurs fans. It's good. We, I don't know if he'll be up for it. Probably not. But if he could lead us in a song, that would be amazing. Have like we got Prague. full access to Paul Robinson? What does that mean? Like, do we have him <laughs> the whole night? Uh, like, no, I mean, if he wants to stay for a beer, it's up to him. Yeah. He's not captive or anything. Okay. <laughs> if he'd like, I guess if he'd like to sit down and have a beer and watch football with us, he can. Mm-hmm. If he thinks everyone's acting a little bit weird, weird about him, I'm sure he'll just want to leave. So as long as everyone, no one acts like a dickhead, uh, I'm sure he'll stick around. Um, so uh, tickets are available. Uh, the Fighting Cock forward slash the Fighting Cock. Don't, Sorry, fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social. Uh, also, tickets are on sale for the Juve away game as well. Um, we're doing a live show for that, and we've changed the format of it now, so it's going to be different, because the last couple were like, I'm not sure if we feel comfortable with the way this is going, and yeah. if we're actually adding any value to their day by standing up there and talking in front of his fucking horrible situation as it is. But we've come up with a new way of doing it. It should be very funny. A lot of stuff we're going to be showing you and reacting to. So uh, it's just £5 for that. Uh, Paul Robinson's £15. got to say, though, that uh, Paul Robinson isn't being paid a fee by the fighting cock. He's been brought here as a part of his association with fan bet, fans bet. Um, so, uh, it, you know, I think that's important today. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to play another one here as well, haven't we? Yes. Uh, instead of windy, because we thought we'd give him a break, getting a bit big for his boots. That, is, so, a bit, that is an upgrade, isn't it? Glenoddle or windy, you let us know. They're both very opinionated. They both like to stick to their beliefs religiously. Yeah, uh, we talked to Glenoddle about um, the game against Man United. Uh, it's on BT Sport this week, and uh, you know his opinions of what's happening at Spurs at the moment and what's happening with Harry Kane, and also uh, when he played free at the back. Uh, at Spurs and that wasn't even a thing really in football well certainly in British football uh, well, there was, well it was the rumour when England went to Little Noir that he wanted to play Jamie Redknapp as a sweeper role didn't he but I think Redknapp, I Jamie Redknapp just got injured just before the tournament yeah. and it kind of scuppered it but England mm. still had a really good tournament yeah yeah he was actually the decent manager until you made all the comments he, yeah, yeah he was doing a good job I mean yeah. knocked out on penalties with their 10 men against Argentina for a long time yeah. just penalties that got them out uh, we actually asked your question as well about what, how if he if he was born French or Italian would he have uh, played more international football? Yeah, this relates to part of the, the new fanzine when it's coming out. It should be out soon about tactics. And I wrote a piece on the number ten at Spurs and how we've never really had a pure number ten in well in the last few years. How good would a Glenn Hoddle be in the current day as a number ten? Do you think? Well, the whole article talks about you'd have to kind of build a team around not just their strengths but their weaknesses as well, which. 
I don't know whether Pochettino would play a number 10. I don't know if he could press enough for him. Okay, fair enough. So he's yeah. saying he probably wouldn't make it in the current game. <laughs> he would. Yeah. A player that good would make it, yeah. All right. But just not the Spurs. Not the Spurs, no. Where then? Like Southampton. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're basically saying he's like Letizia. <laughs> well, he was, that was the thing, wasn't it? When he was England manager, him and Letizia would fall out and it was, it was weird that they were both very similar players. Mm. Nathan, how you been? Sorry, Dan, what was you going to say? Sorry, I was just going to say, that's an interesting point on Pochettino, I think. If he had like a maverick sort of playmaker who didn't really press, would he change his philosophy yeah. or would he try and make them adhere to it? Or I think when what would he do? Ericsson signed, no one considered him to be a pressing player or a workhorse or, mm. you know, it was about his deft touch and vision. But we've, he's proven over and over again that he kind of runs as much as... More than anyone, or more than anyone, which is uh, shows something about him and what Poch can bring out in the player. In his first couple of months, he was being brought off at about sixty minutes in every game, and uh, now he's like the model presser. So it's uh, it's been a rapid yeah. development for him. Um, Newport, should we talk about that? Solid, solid away draw. It was a pitch, though, wasn't it? It's was a pitch, surely. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I've never, do you know, we were talking in the group and I've never, I've very rarely really fucked off watching the game of football and it was one of the few times I was fucking pissed off. <laughs> I was looking at it and thinking, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. What, why, why does this shit happen to good teams like us? Like, we don't deserve that. Well, Newport does, should have been smashed into the ground. It doesn't the really, team should have been torn apart. It doesn't really happen that often to us. We don't normally suffer from massive cup shocks. Yeah. We normally get knocked out to like a decent team at least, but... Um, it was sometimes you know when you watch Spurs like at the Real Madrid game <coughs> earlier this season you're watching it you're like fuck that's history mm. this has got to be history and Saturday that was nearly proper history. What's well. we're in Newport to Real Madrid essentially? Pretty much no well no not that bad but this would have been something that they would be talking about in 50 years time. So there's part of me which is kind of a little bit sad that it didn't happen because this you was say some weird shit. No, but it would have been an amazing thing for the FA Cup and everything else. Who gives a fuck? Well, you but I don't give a fuck. But the thing is, yeah, I can see what I've done. Apologise. <laughs> what, uh, what, what would you take from it? Is it once one of those games, the magic as a cup, as, as Barley says, it's one of these things that happen. Better teams than us have lost to worse teams than Newport in the FA hmm. Cup. Yeah, I mean, I think. Wait, were well, you there? Were you there? I was there, yeah. Um, I mean, one thing I always remember is I think it was Gary Neville. Did it before he was a pundit when he was still a player. Did an interview a long time ago before one of these cup games against the lower league team. Yeah, and said like, as players, we're always less surprised than fans, pundits, everyone at cup sets like when this happens because we know we we grew up, you know, coming through the ranks with the guys that are now in League Two, League One, the Championship. But yeah. we know that on their day, mm. they're still great footballers, and and they're going to raise their game. We're going to maybe, you know. Be a bit complacent, low, lower the level a bit, and then and then you get things like the pitch, the atmosphere, the stadium, the facilities, and it all just becomes a massive leveler. Yeah, and I, th- I do think it was like that on on Saturday. Like it was so primitive. Like there was genuinely like a room looking over the pitch, like a disused bar with loads of tables and chairs. And Spurs did part of their warm up in there. You could see them like okay. through this window stretching wow. in this like old bar. Mm. Uh, 
like I didn't have a press seat to speak of. It's like this table in the stand oh, in poor. the middle of the fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outrageous. But you know, it, it was. Is there any food laid on or anything? No like food. No, no food. No, no, no food. food. No. I went to this King. is where it's. I know. You had to go Burger King. I could have Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you expense that. I wouldn't expense that, yeah. I hope you go out of business, Newport, for this shit. <laughs> but it was really. It was good. It was genuinely a good experience. And I do think that all, all that, plus the fact that these guys obviously raised their game, Spurs were complacent, I think it all just levelled it out. I also think that's doing Newport a disservice in the first half because not only were Spurs complacent, but we were made to look quite average by a League Two side we should be brushing aside. But the fact is that they more than held their own. The second half, they got pressed and you know the game changed and we brought on a player that was worth more, of their, more, more than their entire squad about eight times over to change in Son. Mm. But, you know, football... I think there's a massive misconception about the difference in leagues and the amount of money a team plays uh, sorry a t- uh, amount of money a squad's played to play football and the fact that 11 against 11 men regardless of the level you, you've always got a chance and that's what yeah. makes football still great yeah, don't get me wrong 99 times out of 100 Spurs would probably beat Newport but it is still a game of 11 versus 11 and a certain level of tactic or tactical acumen or, or luck can actually level a uh, uh, you know the, the amount of skill that you know Spurs had, you should have beaten them easily. Yeah, yeah. Newport, to, 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 to go back right to my point, I think Kane afterwards said there's a fine line between us and them. And he was talking. He was quite good. He was talking about how his career could have been like that. You know, if, if he hadn't got the break at Spurs, he'd, he'd have stayed on loan at like Orient or something. Yeah. yeah. Signed there permanently. He, he might have been playing there. And you know, Ryan Mason, if he hadn't come on against Forrest, if he'd been injured or something, he might have dropped down the leagues. But they know these guys have it in them on their day to, yeah. to really produce something. And I think, yeah, they, they, they really did a number on Spurs in the first half. What do you they? think of, of it all in there? <laughs> so uh, this is the first game in about five years that I didn't watch. And I just happened to be on the podcast watching this game. Although I didn't watch it, I kind of feel like it's a game I've seen many times before. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And those same frustrations with the way, the, the attitudes that Pochettino has... Um, Put out towards cups and then sort of hypocritically expecting more from his players towards those games as well. So you mean he set a precedent previously? Yeah, and he, when he said my interests are in the Premier League and the Champions League, and then it comes to a cup game and afterwards he says the players didn't try hard enough. Well, you know, why do we think that is? Yeah, I can understand that completely. But yeah, it's a, it's a recurring theme with us in cup games. I mean, talking about shocks, we nearly got knocked out to Wickham last year, which would have been a massive shock, especially as it was at home. But I think um, I think Pochettino's. I think it seemed to dawn on him. Hopefully this weekend that the FA Cup is probably our only chance to win something this year. So um, we need to kind of. I mean, you did take the game seriously. You played Harry Kane and Lorente up front against this League Two. Side. I don't think playing Lorente is taking the game seriously. We're going to come on to that. <laughs> right, I'm going to come on to your, your agenda. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think the lineup was was taking the game seriously. What? For if, in, in, uh, I mean, you would never go into a Premier League game with. Well, a midfield of Dembele, Wanyama, and Sissoko, and expect to pick any locks, would you? Yeah, and also really? playing playing against a quite physical team and putting Foyf in in defence was always kind of asking for problems. Yeah, but there's he, nothing I've seen in him that makes me think he's a big that like he can he can handle himself. But because he's he's he, he he still looks like a prepubescent boy. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but he's got to learn. He's got to cut his teeth somewhere. You don't want to stick him in the Premier League team, surely? You wouldn't expect to see him in the Prem. He's not ready, so he's got to play somewhere. Yeah, we have. And it kind of contradicts my point, but there's enough quality in that first eleven, so shouldn't they shouldn't have been troubled? 
I agree with that, but he I started Harry Kane. Imagine if he wasn't he... taking it seriously, Kane wouldn't have started. That's. But I think sometimes he... I think sometimes Kane, you can't, you can't play Kane and Lorente. We saw against um, we saw against we did all right against Real Madrid with both. We, we saw against Wimbledon that all, all Lorente, I've got to finish my point. All Lorente does is occupy areas where Kane is the most dangerous, and um, Lorente has to go. <laughs> and Nathan said to me before, <laughs> well, before we started recording that I should bring back my Vincent Janssen campaign so I'm doing it officially now alright we had a question at the end of the pod but Barley fucked it uh, in Chris <laughs> Cur- uh, Curtis Chris Curtis it says Curtis case uh, is uh, Lorente done at Tottenham lads yes. uh, he never got started yes that's true can no. I go on no he's not done yet no I don't think he's done either but can you are you just saying that just to, as a balance or do you no I, I mean it's, it's not looking good, but <laughs> <laughs> All right. he's not done yet. Have you spoken to him? Have you looked into his eyes and seen uh, that he's uh, done? I've spoken to him once. He, yeah. He's not the best interviewee. Okay. I, I, I agree with you that he can't play with Kane. I think that's a big problem. Mm. And the, the concerning thing is that the last two cup games, he's gone off and then Kane scored. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, particularly against Wimbledon, it did feel like as soon as Kane had the extra space, mm-hmm. he scored the goals that he would have done earlier had Lorente not been on the pitch. And it makes me think that in the Southampton game, when Spurs obviously needed a goal and Poch left Lorente on the bench, it might have been in the back of his mind that actually that would have restricted Kane and maybe he wouldn't have got that chance he had at the end when he pulled it across the goal with his left foot yep. if Lorente was on the pitch. So I think that's a real worry when the sort of plan B appears to be negating the plan A. Yeah. But I think he's obviously going to stay for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, hopefully Spurs can play to his strengths a bit more. It doesn't seem to me as though they're doing that. What, uh, what is it the curse of, like, the secondary striker? Right? No, I, I just don't think they've... I don't think they... I think they signed him because he was available. I don't think they had, like, a, um, a plan to ever play them together. And that's the problem. At least Janssen... For all his faults, I'm not saying Janssen is only good either, but he's just slightly less shit. At You're least, just making the point with Janssen. He le- yes, you exactly. don't really want Janssen back. You're no, I'd, I'd prefer someone better, but at least Janssen is able to be a foil for Kane. And we saw on a few occasions they were able to play together in the same team. Um, against um, against Real Madrid away that you mentioned, it almost seemed like um, Lorente played a lot deeper than Kane. Mm. And I I like Kane up against the last man as a proper striker. And I don't I don't like it when he gets too involved coming deep all the time. Where are you at now? I quite like Kane playing as a ten sort of for the novelty of it because he can. But then when that sort of is overweighed by the result of the game, it doesn't really matter. Um, I I think that maybe Spurs are in a particularly difficult situation to have a good second choice striker. I think because of wages. Um, and and transfer budget is a very hard position for us to buy for. I think it's of Kane as well. Like it's so difficult to be a specialist striker behind Kane because he wants to play in every game. Mm. I've no doubt that he made it clear to Poch that he wanted to play against Wimbledon and Newport. He'll probably want to play in the replay because it's another chance to score. He's just obsessed with scoring. He's on thirty goals already. Yeah, and, and how do you how do you get into any kind of rhythm, any kind of fitness, any kind of form if you're just being thrown in? You know, alongside him for the old cup game, ten minutes in the Premier League. I think the answer is maybe to, to get another son type yeah, player, someone who can so. play on the wing. And then if Kane does get hurt, like Mara or Malcolm. but well, so someone playing the wing and, and up front. I don't mm. think Mora could play as a number nine. Could Malcolm 
but he but but more a good free sun up to play as the knight. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would need to be someone who's got a bit more physical presence than Sun. I'm not saying a big target man, but one of these wide strikers who at least have got a bit 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 of meat to them. I don't. Yeah, think but, but again, I, I think it's someone who needs to be able to play in another position. If, yeah. if it's just like yes. you're either playing full cane or occasionally alongside him, I don't think anyone young, old whatever is, is going to get into any kind of rhythm or like a Chris Sutton player who can play in defence centre back <laughs> yeah. okay, bring back Jim Gary Pelle. Yeah. 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 Dion Dockey, Paul Warhurst Paul Warhurst was one of the ones that actually did it alright though Yeah, he was he was good centre back and then put up front he's, he banged like 15 goals he had a spell I think was that Blackburn he had a spell where he was great I mean Spurs had a cut run with Doherty kept popping up with semi-finals we got to yeah with important goals we started against Arsenal with Gary Doherty up front and they scored <sighs> yeah, and he scored uh, well maybe I'm, he did score I, yeah no he scored but he, yeah, did he, he start did. in defence um, no I think he probably started up front because uh, Judas went off yeah that was his last game for Tottenham yeah. then he went off against Arsenal in the semi-final and then signed for Arsenal Vieira barged him off the side and done his ankle and they scored while he was they they scored equalising it was all kinds of fucked up everything about that move everything associated in that last year was amongst the most horrendous things that could happen to a human being Um, fuck Sol Campbell Uh, um, did you see the scouting review uh, released by I presume it was released or leaked by Newport Mm mm-hmm um, yeah. What's your reaction to that? A lot of people kind of got shared around. Is it just a novelty of seeing a opposition scouting report, or did it actually <laughs> did, did Newport manage to kind of predict the way we would play based on how we did against Southampton? Uh, I <laughs> I'm going to find this hard to say without coming across very very arrogant. Um, I didn't think it was that great, and I, I think that... Um, what do you mean, Newport? You could do the, a better the, job. I don't know about better, but <laughs> well, like I could definitely do a, a, an easily comparable you can, job. You can do better than not great. But, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't exactly wowed by it. Well, in, like, in what, what respect? Everyone, I think, it was, was it the novelty of not being that... We don't, we're not generally privy to this sort of stuff. No, I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff, because it fascinates me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see some, but this particular example um, wasn't shining, I don't think. I thought it was quite nice though, because some of the ones you see on like who scored, this kind of like have weaknesses and strengths. So there's sometimes when you look at weaknesses, it like it says like heading or first touch. So I thought it was quite nice. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, the who scored stuff. Yeah, weaknesses shooting, shooting, <laughs> <laughs> Pass. link up play, catching. Yeah, what but, do you think Lore- uh, Lorente's weaknesses would be on on who scored? Oh, uh, movement, football, uh, football, <laughs> football. <laughs> Getting changed, um, but I thought it was quite interesting. It's always nice to to see um, behind behind the scenes and find out what's going on. It's, it's why I quite like hearing from ex footballers, even the really bad ones. Yeah, because they you're all of a sudden you're privy to something you've never seen before. So it's yeah. quite nice. I wonder if it wasn't a general scouting assessment of Spurs, but rather just an assessment of, of Southampton. Because that's what it seemed to be. Yeah. Sort of, in which case, I, I didn't have a didn't have a huge issue with it. I thought a lot of the stuff. True. Nathan, do you watch uh, um, you football? Sometimes. Um, Anton Walks has joined Pompey. Yeah. Hey, who cares? Uh, no, it's weird. I, th- <laughs> I think we are we're trying to raise his value before selling him, and we sent him off to the states, um, where he got a few minutes. I don't know why he hasn't just stayed out there. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe the Pompey loan is ahead of a move. I think we're just trying to get some cash out of him, basically. Alex from Bristol loves him. 
properly loves Anton Walks. You can't trust anything that guy says. So no. not, not in terms of football. He's just He creates these ideas about what he likes. Yeah. And regardless of any kind of sense or logic, he'll stick to it like some sort of dog there was to get saved by some sort of owner. There was Found some in a bin. <laughs> That's <laughs> Alex from Bristol. There were some bits of Newport which made me reminded me of Alex from Bristol. They were, they were properly at it and giving it some. Yeah, as you'd expect. There's a closet Newport then. <laughs> um, Man United then, start of a series of very difficult games, but they're difficult to some extent. These are the kind of running that you think, actually, we come out of it and think we've done fucking great there. Yeah. I think of similar situations in the past. Actually, it happens every season, so it's not... You always get these little runnings of games. Um, because we're involved in Champions League football, it's, it's slightly different, but, you know, there's five or six games that you... We could... They're going to define our season. Um, I remember similar situations where we had Chelsea and Arsenal in quick succession. Yeah. The Aaron Lennon uh, bows where, where we smashed Chelsea and Arsenal mm-hmm. in a week after being beaten by Pompey at Wembley at semi-final. Um, I think, what, what, what's your, do you have a feeling of trepidation, um, Dan, going in? Sorry. Um, I feel more confident to? about United than, than Anfield on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I suppose it seems to always get spanked. Most teams get spanked there. Yeah, but it, it, given, given that I think, what, I suppose to finish above Liverpool, yeah. five out of the last six seasons, something like that, you'd expect them to have had a bit, a bit better fortune to Anfield. I think a lot, a lot that you put on the running order. I see great times of Alderweireld back. I'm not sure he's definitely going to play against United because obviously it'd be a, it'd be a big ask to sort of throw him straight back in yeah. after what, three months. Uh, so I think you know a lot could depend on on who's available. I think Aurier's touch and go. Obviously Eriksson's had this really nasty virus. Uh, I don't think Rose is going to be fit. I don't think Winks is going to be fit. So. What's going on, Rose? You know, the club. I think it's. I think it's an. It's a knee, a knee problem that's sort of separate to the one he had. Just he twisted his knee against Southampton on Boxing Day, uh, and he was hoping a few weeks ago he was hoping to be back for Newport or United, and doesn't look likely now. Mm. So may, maybe maybe Liverpool. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot could depend on 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 just who's available. But I think. Yeah, I, I do. I do feel a sense of trepidation, just especially given you know Sanchez and then mm. Arsenal look like they're going to have Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang uh, for that game in, in a couple of weeks, and it just it just feels like Spurs slightly gone off the boil in the last few matches. Yeah, so, what is what's wrong with Eriksson? What kind of virus? Is I think he just, yeah just had had a virus, and, and Lloris and Eriksson had it but like the worse than anyone. I don't know the, the ins and outs of... Uh, Did they not mention that? I didn't get the details, but I think... I think a lot of the players had... Like Kane and Son both had it before Southampton as well. Do you think... Well. Do you think, I, think I, I honestly don't want to get into it. On a percentage level, how likely was it? That uh, it could have been both ends or, or either. So, I mean, 50%. I reckon to keep him out for this long, it would be both ends. Have you ever been kept out of work if it wasn't both ends? I had the shits this month. I've had Brilliant. a terrible month. Lovely. <laughs> and I was, I, was off, I was stuck in a hotel room in Sweden shitting for two days. Two days. And did you go to work? No, because I, I thought I was be contagious. What, so did you work from home? I worked from the hotel room. Did you? Yeah. So maybe, hopefully, they've been doing kick-ups and few drills <laughs> while they're at home. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed, yeah. yeah. Um, so just so you don't know, you can't confirm or deny. I can't confirm not or deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Or you're just not saying. Is that what? I'm no, 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 I'm not. I'm not keeping it to myself. Being I genuinely don't. Dan, know. you're being abrasive. 
Sorry, Flav. <laughs> I will try, I'll ask the club. I'll send the Please do, yeah. because it's, it's really important. I think the fans deserve to know. Do yeah. we fucking do? Uh, Man, Man United, uh, they've got Sanchez, no doubt, will start against uh, Spurs. You'd expect him to. Um, I spoke to a Man United fan today in the office, one from London, actually Essex, no doubt. Southend, she's from Southend, and he supports Man United. Go figure. Um, he said, uh, apart from Bay being out, um, their full strength, Jones and Smalling have been good at the back. They've clipped uh, six clean sheets in a row and they haven't conceded since Boxing Day. Mm. Um, but, and this shows show how much people watch other teams. Like, everyone's an expert in their own clubs. But he said, uh, I said, how confident are you? And I went, really, really, really confident. And I went, why? And he goes, because you lot of shit at Wembley. And I was like, well, we've lost one <laughs> game, <laughs> apart from West Ham, which is fucked. But yeah, we've lost one game at Wembley. You know, we with yep. decent form, home form, better, better. Uh, what, what is our home form in? Yeah, gives you any any idea about how, how we rank in, in the Premier League at this stage? No idea. Great. So <laughs> we dropped, we dropped nine points in the league, which compares to last season. Is we, yeah, but it's just because I think it was what four in the whole of last season. Yeah. So by by contrast, it's poor, but actually not bad. Not bad. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm concerned about always playing about against a Mourinho team because since we <laughs> smashed Chelsea five three. He's kind of had a number on us, apart from our last game at White Hart Lane, which there was various different reasons. But um, they they sit deep and they've got players to hit us on the counter-attack. And I think we'll see exactly the same thing that we kind of saw from Man United when we played them away. Yeah. And Sanchez, Martial, um, Lingard, they've got options to rotate if it's not working for them. Can you see them coming out and actually trying to play, though? No. He'll be pragmatic. Yes, I think so. Tactical and yeah. just exploit the weaknesses that we have. I, they scored a, a long ball flick on uh, at Old Trafford, and I think we'll probably see more of the same. Mm. I don't think Mourinho is going to dominate what, possession. I don't what do you anticipate? Do like um, I think the key to playing them is to try and get them to come out and, and play football. How you do that is is the hard question. Uh, but if we just try and go and play our possession game against them, we will definitely lose. So, Dan, I, I presume you've been in a room. With uh, Mourinho, yeah, yeah, is he a prick or? Uh... <laughs> All right, okay, let me ask. Let me rephrase that. Um, which, <laughs> I'm not going to actually. What, actually, I, actually, um... okay, of, of your most disliked manager, can you say that? Disliked yeah, yeah, manager, yeah. yeah. Um, how does he rank? See, I, I reckon I don't dislike Mourinho nearly as much as like the average football fan. Not me. The, the, yeah, you or the average non-United fan. Um, I know there's a lot of people who think he's, he's a major scumbag, mm. but there's something about him that I quite like. I think he's he's charismatic and he's obviously a winner, and uh, he obviously is a bit of a scumbag. But he wins. I don't have a don't have a yeah. He wins. Yeah, and and, and he is a winner, and I, I quite like that about him. I think I think the the, the Poch Mourinho just to dodge the question here. Yeah. Um, but I think the Poch Mourinho dynamics one that quite interests me because I think given. He kind of had a dig at Wenger last week. I think Poch has now dug out Wenger, Conte, Klopp, obviously Guardiola, but he's never ever had a pop at Mourinho. And I think he's, there's something there. Like he he quite likes him, and it dates back to I think when they kind of mutually disliked Barcelona when Mourinho was Real Madrid manager. And yeah, yeah. Poch was in charge of Espanyol, and I think there's something there. And it, 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 there's a press conference tomorrow on um, on Tuesday, and it'll be interesting to, to sort of see. What he says about Mourinho, because I, I imagine that's going to be dominated by, you know, what's the relationship with with the special one, blah blah blah. Last week on a pod, you mentioned uh, that you couldn't really talk. Some of it was embargoed. Um, yeah, just, just the comments about Arsene Wenger, and I think a lot of it again was about press winding the situation up somewhat because I think Wenger 
was probably alluding to Tottenham, but wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as that stuff was an embargo. But I think that, that yeah, a lot of that was kind of background noise, really. Mm. Um, Wenger never mentioned Spurs by name. He just said, "I think there are teams that you praise that haven't won a title for twenty-five years." And come was on, Potts rattled then. I no, I didn't get the impression he was rattled. I think the one thing I, I thought about Poch before the North London derby, when he did a presser, he was so nice about Wenger. Like, oh, he's special, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, to, to be at a club for 20 years, you've got to be really special. To be at a club for 10 years, you've got to be good. Mm. All this stuff. And it made me kind of think, well, he can't be that worried about Wenger if he's that nice. So actually the fact that he's had a bit of a pop and said, you know, focus on your own club, uh, that's a mistake to talk about Spurs, actually suggests that maybe for the first time he's he's kind of looking over his shoulder, you know. Or do you think it's about him looking at other, other, other um, managers and thinking, well, this is the way successful managers behave. They do not give ground to Absolutely, other. yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I've always said that kind of in, in the first title challenge season, the, Le- the Leicester season, Poch was way too nice about Leicester and Ranieri. Yeah. He didn't put any pressure on. Mm. Um, he was just constantly like great respect, you know, great team. And, and there were so many opportunities to say, particularly when other clubs were coming out and saying, we want Leicester to win the title. There were loads of chances for him to say, well, you know, it would be very interesting <coughs> to see how they play against Leicester mm. or, or, you know, we're not very happy about this, would like the, the FA to do something. Yeah. He didn't. He was totally respectful. And I think he's learned from that and now he's much more willing to kind of stick the knife in and, and maybe put the pressure on. Yes, it's a new skill set for him, isn't it? Because you don't learn those techniques at Espanyol or Southampton. So, yeah, he's, he's still a young manager. I think it's easy to forget that because of how great he is, but he's still learning on the job every day. Mm. Yeah, I, I've never thought about it that way, but I completely agree that the whole Leicester thing, he should have should have called out um, other teams instead of Put letting pressure it, on him. Well, and because and, eventually it all it boiled over at Stamford Bridge, and that was the culmination of not saying anything and being so nice that eventually your players lose their shit. All right, uh, that's it for the first half of uh, the Fighting Cock podcast. And now we've got Glenn Oddle. Play Manchester United live on BT Sport 1 on Wednesday night. I'm joined by BT Sport pundits and, more importantly, Tottenham legend Glenn Hoddle. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, yourselves? Very well, very well. Thanks for giving us a time. Uh, obviously, massive fans of, uh, of your time at Spurs and everyone listening to this would be uh, chuffed to hear your voices. voice and opinion on, on what will be going up, happening at, uh, at Wembley tomorrow. Spurs are just mm. outside the top four. Um, it seems like a massively crucial game against United. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not only not only Wednesday, is it? It's uh, with Liverpool and Arsenal coming up as well. Um, I'd like to look at it as a positive time, you know. Um, they're, they're big games, they're tough games, but they're 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 three teams that are, that Spurs have you know got. An, if you can take three points off them teams, then you've got a real chance. So it's a, it's it's a tough ask, but it's a, in a way it's good that we're playing those teams and that. that um, if we win, come through, you know, winning two and maybe drawing one, that's going to put us in a really good position. Obviously, if you lose them, then you'll be on the eight ball. But uh, this United game, I think uh, the fact that we're at home is crucial that that we win. Yeah, I really do. I think it's uh, United will want to come and play and, and, and win, but I think they'll take the draw. If there's a draw, the draw doesn't suit Tottenham. But um, it's a mini league we're in. So I'm saying the next three games, uh, strangely enough, we're... 
back-to-back games against those teams that are up there going for the top, you know, for second, third and fourth. Because I think, personally, I think City City are, are out ahead and I don't think they'll be caught. No, not at all. Um, what, what's your opinion of Spurs mm. this season, generally? Because we had such a great season last year, last, last season mm. at um, White Hart Lane, having to go to Wembley. Yeah. How do you feel overall mm. we've performed? Well, it's, it's slightly been up and down. It's been a bit curious, really, a, bit, a little bit inconsistent. You go and beat Dortmund and, and Real Madrid. And I think the fact that um, those teams made it an open game and come and attacked us suited Tottenham. And I think Wednesday's game will suit Tottenham. I think United all, you know, they're, they're in good form. They're, they've got a lot of belief. They're built, Jose Mourinho's building a strong squad there. And they'll come to try and win the game. As I say, they'll take a draw, but they've come. So it'll be an open game. I think it'll suit Tottenham. And uh, when we've got early goals against teams that want to defend deep and whatever, we've taken them to the cleaners because the game's opened up. The problems we've had is, you know, West Ham, Swansea, Burnley come to mind when teams banking, make it difficult. You don't get the early goal. And that's been a real concern for Tottenham. Whereas at White Hart Lane, I felt that, I don't know, there was something there that we went for the throat the pressing game that, that, that Pochettino had going with the players hasn't been as uh, easy to do at Wembley. Mm. I think that that's, they've suffered on that front. But when the game's open, that Wembley, suits, Wembley suits the style of Tottenham in a way, even better than White Tottenham because it's slightly bigger, it's wider, it's longer, there's more space there. But um, it's when the game's open, when they've, when they've gone 1-0 up, they normally take the team to the cleaners. Uh, when Real Madrid came to town and the likes of Dortmund, they came and had possession and attacked Tottenham and Spurs were brilliant on the counter, which is you don't see in the Premier League because we're, we're possession-based team. So it's it's an interesting one for me why, why we're going to be inconsistent uh, this season. OK. Um, Kane has had yet another amazing season, probably mm. having his best season uh, so far, mm. um, despite the you know, huge... Massive amounts of form and, and goals that he scored in previous couple of seasons. Are you worried that if Kane stays at Spurs for his entire career, that he might replace you as our greatest ever player? That's <laughs> no, just lovely to see. I, I just love to see Harry Kane play. I think he's you know he's come through the ranks like myself and like other players at Tottenham. I think nowadays with all the big moves and players staying at clubs, no, you know, two years. And they sign a five-year contract. They're moving after two years, or they're trying to get. It's lovely to see a homegrown player come through again, and um, and, and be English as well. And uh, I think it, I think it's refreshing in, in in a game where the players are moving on so quickly. Um, I, I hope he just continues to to do well. I hope Spurs can get success so that he can stay. That's my concern. Mm. I want him to you know get success as a player because he deserves it. He's, he's, he's all round ability as a striker is uh, is incredible, and uh, you know he's going to be sought after. But I think in his heart he wants to stay. He wants to be to be successful with Tottenham and get silverware with Tottenham. And um, uh, and I don't think I think he'll be content. Yes, of course, the, you know there's, there's going to be offers coming in, and the major offer for me at the moment would be what Spurs do with him and for him to keep him at the club and make sure that he's happy and. Um, uh, he needs to see silverware coming into the club, to, to like other players do there, um, and the balancing act with what's going off the pitch, building the stadium, and, and what needs to be done 
in the, within the squad and so that, that that capability and the manager stays and Kane stays and other players stay. It's a real balancing act. It's a real difficult time for, for Tottenham on and off the pitch in a way. The squad's building. The squad needs to be built on a little bit more. It needs to be stronger. Um, but it's, the, the stadium's come at a time when that might actually fall apart. And that's my concern. I just hope it doesn't. I hope that they can get the balance between uh, getting that stadium built and, and, and strengthening the players, keeping the players that they've got and strengthening as they can over the next two or three seasons to keep the likes of Harry Kane. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one one thing I always wanted to ask you if I'd ever had the opportunity is that um, everybody's playing playing free at the back more or less with wing-backs and that's something you did as a manager um, at first. Mm. And it kind of felt like it was ahead of its time. Now looking back, yeah, what, what, yeah. Well, I did it for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw I did that when I first took over at Swindon as my manager's job, and um, with England we played three at the back. Um, I try. I never got the opportunity at Tottenham to do it as I wanted to do it. We didn't quite have the players ever fit, and Ledley was. Oh, I had I had a great back three there, and I would love to have done it. With uh, with Ledley King and uh, the likes and uh, Dean Richards and yeah. with young Anthony Gardner, three of them could have played it. Really, we didn't quite have the right people, so we had to go into a back four. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just think uh, I've always looked at it that we needed to um, what, what back, a back three. I, I did it on an offensive side, not a defensive side. Some teams are doing it, and it becomes a back five. For me, it was with the ball. Uh, for England particularly, um, we needed to keep the two up front, um, a goal threat. But I needed to flood the midfield. Uh, being a player at England, getting, you know, not having enough options playing in the four-four-two for all my career, mm-hmm. I, I learned that. And I thought, no, we're outnumbered in midfield. You know, when we haven't got the ball, and when we have the ball, we haven't got enough options. So. That was my theory on that one, but uh, uh, international level. But you've got to have the right players to do it, and um, and you've got to be organised. It just takes a little bit more organising. But for me, it was offensively to open the game up and have more options on the ball. Would you just put that on your international appearances? Do you reckon if you were born in France or, or Italy, say, that you would have got more opportunities at international level? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Mm. No doubt about it. You know, and going to France and playing when I played in France for Monaco, and, yeah, they they were just there's a different there was a different. Uh, I mean, it's changed now in this country. If I was playing now, it'd be suiting me much more uh, with the pitches and the and the um, yeah and the uh, yellow cards. Now you can you know creative players get more time and space like never before and the game stretched because of the back pass rule the, the, the space is there we played in, a, in an era where the ball was in the air most of the time mm-hmm. um, but as soon as I went to France it was amazing how they just they just you know admired you for what you did uh, going forward and being creative and uh, there was others that could do the other job so it was uh, it was refreshing for me as a player to go and um, to go and experience that abroad but um, no no without a doubt if I think if I, if I, if I had played in France I'd have had more capture. It was just the way it was. It was yeah. no reason, you know, in the 70s and 80s, that's the way it was. You know, we, you know, it was a difficult time uh, at that time to, to create footballers. It was, was, was in the air most of the time. <laughs> and thank you so much for... Um, okay, no problem. Pleasure. God bless. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. 
<coughs> Second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much, Glenn Oddle. Thanks, Glenn. Cheers, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, good. All works well. Mara. Mara. Close to completion. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Lucas. 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 That's his Christian yeah. name. Go yeah. with it. Alright, Lucas. Um, you said in the last podcast, absolutely no way, uh, more or less. I know, it's nice said it twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, sent me a, you sent me a link to the article, I think it was on the evening or the next day. You that, say, that night, yeah, that night. for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what lessons have you learned, Dan? Well, <laughs> well, first of all, not to listen to Pochettino. Right. Because obviously last podcast, I'd just come from his press conference and he was asked directly about Mora. And he, and he said kind of... He was very... Um, he was very open about it. He said, you know, obviously, you know, we're interested in, in special signings, but players that come from another league and don't have time to settle, we've got to be very, very careful. And it was a question about Mora. So I just, I think everyone there just thought, OK, that, that's probably not a go then, because he's made six other appearances. How dare you, though? How dare you? Uh, who do you think you are, <laughs> right? When you're in a room and you think that he should tell the truth to you. Well, he does often say, I'm always so honest, and, you know, I never lie to you, and I'm so honest. But so you you've got to take him at face value. Yeah, absolutely face value, but don't realise that you're a pawn in this. We are all pawns in this. Well, I, I do your now. Your role is I, I thought I was his a, will. I thought I was a, a king, but now I know the truth. <laughs> I'm not even a bishop. You're I'm a nothing. Bit. I'm a little disposable pawn <laughs> to be your whacked aside. Dan Speck, Kilpatrick. Yeah, yeah I, I've learned lessons. It now looks... Does it hurt a little bit? Oh, did you I know, I'm quite happy to, I'm quite happy to kind of I'm not I'm not like the kind of person that or kind of journalist that can't admit when I was wrong. Mm. I, I was definitely very wrong about it. Um But you felt you've been truthful at the time, that's all. But I, I felt at the time that, that yeah. I, I felt it wasn't gonna happen. Mm. And now it looks like it probably unless I suppose it gazumped is going to happen, yeah. which, is, which is exciting. I, you know, I like Spurs making <laughs> exciting Brazilian signings, even if it makes me look like a, a twat in the long run. The thing is, the problem is, you don't look like a twat at all. It's just that um, football fans are quite abrasive to anyone who gives them information that doesn't end up being true. Well, that's the thing, and I think we're, we're going to do it on, on the extra inch later. Yeah. I know Wendy's going to grill me on it, but the, the problem is, as a journalist, if you say like something is going to happen, like Spurs are in talks over... Pastore, let's say, mm. and they're confident, and that doesn't happen. No one gives a fuck. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, everyone forgets it. Mm. If you piss on their bonfire and say this isn't going to happen, yeah. and it does, yeah. you look a lot worse, and and it's and it's well remembered. <clears throat> so loads more of this chat on the extra inch. They've got their own feed because they think they're better than us. Um, go and subscribe right now. Uh, Was it once a month, twice a month? You cunts can be bothered. Depends what um, what the boss says. Who's the boss? Windy. Oh, fuck me, what a shit show. I know. Uh, but seriously, though, uh, we've got their own feed. They're doing lots of interesting, much more sensible conversations uh, than the ones we're having. Actually, this has been quite That's sensible. Quite yeah. Um, yeah, go and subscribe. Uh, new episode coming up very shortly. Uh, Real Madrid interested in Pochettino. It just makes sense. Zidane's under pressure. Yeah. Um, it's the right story at the right time. Pochettino stated that he doesn't want to go to... Um, Barcelona, so he thinks of Espanol. Yeah, so that and if the PSG job came available, I think were a kind of possible places he'd end up. What right now though? Uh, I don't see why not. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, it, there would I be... thought the thing about Real Madrid is it's it's a weird kind of place to go and manage. You got Zidane's won two Champions Leagues in a row, and he's going to lose his job. Mm. So it's a question about Pochettino's personality, whether or not he wants to take that on. 
and um, you know he can have a chat with Mourinho tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and just get a little bit of background on the club. It's it's up to Pochettino if he wants to take that challenge, but I think he probably would. Nathan, what do you think, mate? Do you think if if he got offered the Real Madrid now, he would take it? I don't really think he has his eye on PSG in the long term. Um, I don't know, for some reason, this doesn't scare me at all, and I don't know whether that's right or I'm just being irrational, but I just feel like it's not about to happen anytime soon. No, it wouldn't happen mid-season for sure. Uh, But they might get a... They'll probably get Ancelotti or Gus Hiddink, who will happily come in. Yeah. They love a fucking interim job, them kind And this Pochettino, would he be the second former Spurs manager to manage there? Juan de Ramos. Juan de Ramos was there as well. What, how did he do? Shit, they got <laughs> smashed 4 0 at Anfield by Liverpool in the Champions League. He was pony, weren't he? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Adji, what's your gut feeling based on being around the club? Yeah, my, my gut feeling is, is that Poch would be interested in that job if it were available. But then. I also think Poch does have his eye on moving into the new stadium with Spurs. I think he's kind of keenly aware of his legacy. his own sense of history and legacy, and I think he would he would like to to be the manager to lead them into the new stadium. He'd like to be the manager to, to win to win a trophy. It, it it strikes me that in an ideal world, I, I think he stays at Spurs for a significant amount of time from this point, mm. and that he ends his career on Real Madrid. And then PSG or vice versa, because once you've managed PSG, but more importantly, once you've managed Real Madrid, and you've done it, and you managed to win Peaks, the league, and yeah. maybe in a Champions League, where do you go from that? Yeah. Then it becomes about your will to work rather than mm. your aspirations for glory. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if, if Poch suddenly signs a new contract in the next kind of few weeks, mm. and then we're all like, "Oh yeah, there's Real Madrid links were um, appropriately timed." I mean, he's I'll, definitely due, definitely due a pay rise, isn't he? I, it's, I mean, you, you can't blame it's business, isn't it? You know, mm. used interest and opportunity. We all do it. You know, if you know you're at ESPN, ESPN now, but if the Guardian or right, I'm thinking about this, but no, no, God, it's Sky, Guardian. If you're listening, yeah, yeah. Any, any of them came <laughs> in and went, we want Dan Tilly P, and we're not. We're, we're, you know, <laughs> we're willing we, to pay we're, big. We're, we're going to pay more than what you're paying ESPN. Yeah, I would probably go to ESPN and say, well, listen, lads. They might be listening to this. Sure. Can we let's edit that out? No. Yeah, I mean, like, you can understand it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't I, mean he has a lack of loyalty to Tottenham, but he deserves to earn as much as he can do, as we all... Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, And Carl uh, Walker-Peters linked with loan to Southampton. I don't know who... I don't yeah, know. I think, well, from what I heard today... Um, He's quite keen to go. He wants to play right back. Um, and Spurs are quite keen to keep him as cover. So that might be one that... I don't know who's going to sort of win that in the next couple of days. But I think Walker Peters quite fancies playing every week at right back somewhere, maybe in the yeah. Championship. Which I don't think he'd get that at Southampton. Yeah, yes. um, he wouldn't replace uh, Cedric Suarez uh, as first choice. But they lack depth for left and right back. So there are probably games room in there somewhere. Yeah. I okay. smell a um, new contract and a loan move. You know, there's the standard kind of. Yeah. You go on loan, we'll give you a new contract. Are we as excited as perhaps Wendy is about Carl Walker Peters' future at right wing back? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of talent in there. Um, I don't know if he quite has the um, sort of Kyle Walker, Danny Rose, Sergio Aurea athletic levels, but I think there's a good player and game time will help him. All right. Um, Rob White, he's uh, he made a comment on Twitter. He says, 159 appearances and seven goals for Dembele. Where, where are you at with him right now? 
Well, goal so, scoring has never been his forte. I mean, two of those goals, I think, were in his probably his first season. Maybe he, didn't he score his debut? He scored, yeah, he scored against Norwich, Norwich yeah. Leon, and then a couple, yeah, a couple of goals against Bournemouth here and there. But <clears throat> it, it feels like he he might be at the end of his his life, and he had laugh. What's what he said? Professional laugh. Uh, he's uh, he might be at the end of um, his time at Spurs. I doubt he's going to be given a new contract. I don't think there's a long term future. It's kind of a shame, isn't it? Because he kind of spent so much of his time in the wilderness, despite being absolutely. But, not, but if you remember in that first season under AVB, him and Sandro, they were magnificent together. Were they? He was brilliant. Yeah. I get when we played um, when we beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. Him and Sandro were great and. So Dembele, it's not like he's just a new thing and he's been good. He's always been good. But unfortunately, I think age and everything else has caught up with him and he's not as effective as he used to be. Yeah, essentially he'll finish his career with sort of 18 months of his peak. And if he'd have had eight years of that peak, he'd have gone down as one of the greatest midfielders <laughs> in the history of the game. And that's not going to happen to him, which is a shame for him. He had the talent, didn't he? He, he really did. Sure. I think Poch is said a few times he's like one of the three or four geniuses he's met in his career which is like high praise because you know he's an Argentinian international yeah. mm. uh, he played for some great players I think in terms of goals he definitely should score more shouldn't he like he just doesn't shoot and when he, and when he does he often makes something happen like yeah. you know he hit the post the, the yeah. other day I yeah. think yeah. Uh, he de- I kind of made my peace with it now that he doesn't <laughs> score enough goals but he definitely should and I think I think also it's a b- b- whether you score or assist isn't a barometer of how influential you can be on a team. Especially no, but some, like, someone of his talent playing central midfield for a top Premier League team should have a lot better numbers than that. Like, fair enough. But yeah. I, I think Jack Wilshere you know, has, hasn't delivered nearly enough as what he should have done. Mm. But certainly what his quality suggests. And there is this kind of breed of footballer who don't quite reach the heights that their talent... I mean, that happens all the time, but even... He's played many games for Tottenham Denbury. He's been a mainstay in our midfield pretty much for three years and perhaps, as you say, hasn't delivered in the way you'd expect. He's got to cost a shitload of money to replace <coughs> for us to find someone to do his role. Or maybe Wings could do his role. Uh, we're going to have to spend a shitload Agenda of money. Agenda number two. <laughs> Why do you hate Harry Wings? I don't hate you Harry hate Wings. His guts. I don't hate him at all, but I just don't think we can, not, I don't think we can go into a season. Why do you hate Ledley King? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been. I don't like podcast. that. I don't like that. Oh chat. yeah, yeah. What's that? About? Yeah. That. So, so what this is about? If you haven't listened already, <laughs> right? Bardi, in inverted commas, his name's day. Anthony. Right? <laughs> he reckons. He reckons that Ledley King wouldn't get in the back three at Spurs. No. Yeah, and that's I true. Stand by that. I stand. I, I looking Absolute back rubbish. in the you cold light in the cold light of day. Fucking nonsense. In the cold light of day, there was one part. One part of that tweet was incorrect. He is a legend. I'm sorry about that. I do no one gives a shit about that. Yeah. But he doesn't get in our team, no. He walks into that team. He doesn't get... No, he, walks, he walks in ahead of Vertonghen. Even, no, even no, like no, last no. season, Ledley, not training, walks into that no. team. Vertonghen is one of the best centre-backs. Not ahead of Vertonghen, but the back three. I, he goes in ahead of Sanchez. Sorry, well, I mean, if you've got a back three and Vertonghen's perfect for that left-hand side, role. Yeah, yeah, but, I'm not, I'm but not, in terms I'm not, of their quality as a defender, Ledley King... Probably better than Vertonghen. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So we agreed on that. Um, in the back three, Vertonghen plays on that left-hand side in front of King. What then about in the, you, in the, in middle, the middle with Sanchez? I think Alderweireld has got a better passing range and I think Alderweireld is better suited to that role. The At- question mark is Sanchez, of course. Obviously. And of course he's better. <laughs> I think Sanchez is fantastic and he's going to be one of our greatest ever defenders. So what is Levy King if he wasn't fantastic? 
One of our greatest ever twins. I, yeah. yeah, but I think Sanchez is better. And I'm sorry, I, that's just the way I What? Sanchez. Do you know what? I'm not going to argue. He's yeah. fine. It's going on tens of thousands of people. Sanchez they're all is here. brilliant. Sanchez is quicker, stronger, and he's a lot better on the ball than, than we all thought he was. That's not the answer. <laughs> a lot better on the ball than Ledley King. But we, might, we, do you know what? He, we have, no, he we, isn't. He isn't look, even. I know. I, I, I'm not going to call out. He's got so much to. He's great. Sanchez, we're not digging up about Sanchez yeah. by saying that. But you're, you're saying our probably our greatest defender of the last thirty years. There was maybe one season. Bar I, I don't want to dig holes in Ledley King. Well, it sounds like you've got an issue. But you, no one forced you to the... fucking ask this question. You asked it. I think Ledley King was a very good defender, and he was one of. He is one of our greats. But I think Sanchez's ceiling is higher. Especially, he seems to be fitter. We got maybe one proper full season out of Lily King, and he was great that year. People are going to be fucking fuming, but I love it. I know. I don't completely disagree there with we go. Anthony. But let's move on. All right, listen to, listen to the extra inch, everyone, if you want to be fucking and Alex, annoyed. Alex agreed with me. Alex who? Alex from Bristol. Oh, so that's good. I know, you got him on your side. But when you? he came on the podcast, he shit himself and, and didn't, didn't back me up. Well, you feel like you've had that bugbear for a while. You've been building it up and <laughs> wanted to deliver that. Um, uh, Sam Wilson, he says, what would you do if you found Harry Kane banging your missus? If you haven't got a missus, that's sad. Mum. <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would I'd stab him in the neck. I'd start buying, uh, buying baby stuff because he doesn't miss, that guy. That's true. Another <laughs> little baby on the way. Another, 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 another little, little baby. Another little girl. Another little girl. It's a shame it's not a boy. I way. know, for fuck's sake. Yeah, because, you know, grow spurs, probably be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, anything to add, lads? can leave it there. Uh, I'd probably say I write about this unless you give me half an hour exclusive. Free <laughs> 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 SPN. Yeah. What would you do with uh, a half hour exclusive of uh, Harry Kane? You know, it's difficult because he does so much media. Like, he stops after almost every game, whenever you ask him. Is he a genuinely nice... He's a genuinely nice... He's guy. genuinely, like, the most... I say like helpful player. Like after every game, you stand in an area called the mix zone, and you want to speak to a player, get some quotes. You know, it's often quite mundane, but a lot of the time, if there's an issue, you want to ask them about the issue. Yeah. Um, and if you ask Harry Kane to stop, um, nine and a half times out of ten, he'll stop. It just sort of like, doesn't really have it in him to walk away from somebody's request. I think he's just a decent. He's just a good, good guy. Always happy to talk. Who's the biggest arsehole? Very, very professional. <laughs> Um, I've done I've done this a few times on Tottenham Way, so I don't. None of them are assholes. I think genuinely is a really nice bunch of l- like lads. Right, go on, then, I think the one who will stop the least is Ericsson even when he's kind of obviously the man of the match or like scored twice or something. And you're like, you know, it'd be great to hear from from mm. Ericsson He 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 will give a good interview. He's not shy. I just don't think he's he's that asked. Um, I wouldn't say he's an arsehole. But and the worst interview, what, 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 what player walks by and you go, I don't know, I guess. Uh, I'm not even I mean, Sissoko. Why are you saying that? Sissoko's not bad. Well, no, no, no. Well, what, what, <laughs> what, what about him that you've Because what, you can't mention Sissoko without people getting quite upset and stuff. So but what's that? He doesn't know that. He lives in a bubble. He has no idea what people think about him. Do you reckon? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, his comments on Instagram. Nah. No, he, he leaves nothing. It won't even be him on Instagram. I have got a question, though, because you've been doing this for a while now. The players recognise you, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think... They go, it's Kelly B! They don't know who the fuck I am. Dan Kelly B! Does Harry Kane me. give you a little nod, hello, like, if you see um, him? Lloris, 
occasionally nice. gives me a little nod. Wow. That's, 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 yeah, yeah. They, 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 I mean, honestly, they don't really know who the fuck I am. They might just recognise the face. Do you ever, so when you're in the mix zone, uh, sort of think about like going up behind, sort of as the gold and sort of a naked choke from behind, choking um, him, him out? Maybe Ben Pierce. I did, I did once get elbowed. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's quite, um, it is quite manic. Like after the Real Madrid game, for instance, there were loads of Spanish media down there. Everyone's like charging to the sort of, there's like a sort of rope, you know, the players walk by and everyone just charges up with a dictaphone. I did get elbowed in the head. Do you, do you, in that instance, do you go quite Brexit and just think, oh, <laughs> fucking, this is our, our mix zone, British mix zone. Um, Spanish can get out. You do, you, there is a proper segregation. You're like, oh, come on, we'll go down the end. Leave, leave <laughs> them at that end. Yeah, because well, yeah. you know where the good spots are. And because they're yeah, Spanish. Yeah, you, you want to get, get near Spurs TV. But, but crucially, it's about the fact that they're Spanish. That's the reason why you don't tell them where the good spots are to, to stand. Um... I'm not no no comment on that. Well, no, no, I wouldn't. That was, you know, was a joke. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah, thanks all right. for joining. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for joining. Obviously, all of that was just jokes. So I was being a dickhead. Um, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the Fighting Cock once again. Thank you, Dan Oddle, for giving us the time. Uh, Paul Robinson tickets live shows uh, are available at thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash live. We've also got the Juve away game. Uh, Fighting Cock Social there, beers together. It costs £5 on the door, but we've managed to deal with the venue and they're, they're, they're going to give us reduced cost of, of beer. So usually central, central London prices would be about 5 50 for a beer. Mm. It's four quid, so for four beers will save you the cost of the ticket. Yep. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Come down, have a laugh, drink beer, sing songs, celebrate Spurs, smashing Juve, the old lady smashing them up in their, uh, in, in their backyard. Yeah. Um, Guys, thank you very much. Dan Patrick. how can we find you on social media? Uh, Dan underscore KP on Twitter. Nathan? Uh, Nathan A. Clark on Twitter. And do you talk about what, what can people expect from your social media? Uh, tactics and that sort of nerdy stuff. Didn't sports. you once, once get in, involved in an argument with, a, who is it? Uh, Miguel. Mi- yeah, Miguel Delaney. That, that did happen. You had, a, you had, you had, you had an internet row with yeah. Mel, uh, Delaney, Miguel, Miguel Delaney. Delaney about tactics. 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Uh, it was a Friday night. Friday night, sorry. I was out volunteering at a youth club for while I asked me to talk about a nice oh, What a nice so, guy. Yeah. What a nice guy. Uh, and Bardi. Yeah. Just you, innit? Don't, yeah, don't tweet me. He's <laughs> 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 thinking he's no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just a main dog. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.